You're listening to the Women Inspiring Women podcast. Each week, network marketing professional and mom-turned-entrepreneur Melanie Mitro gives you her tried-and-true tips for building a business from your kitchen table. This self-made millionaire went from a stay-at-home mom to the top of a network marketing business in just three years. She built an online health and fitness business from the ground up while raising babies and juggling being a mom and wife. Now she wants to help you become the boss of your own life. For blog posts, business tips, and more, check out her website at melaniemitro.com. Now let's get to the show. Here's your host, Melanie Mitro. Well, hello, everybody. It is Melanie Mitro, the host of the Women Inspiring Women podcast, and I'm so excited to be back here in the studio, aka my home office, recording you guys this week's episode. I have been out of the office for about four or five days now. I took my family to Disney because my youngest Bryce was like, mom, I really want to go to Disney. And he, he asked us this about six months ago. And so we had this window and any of you that have, you know, middle school age kids, right? Those preteens that are involved in sports, you know, you have this very limited window of when you can take any sort of vacation that is in between multiple sports. So we were like hitting the end of basketball season, sort of, we haven't started travel baseball yet. We're in the whole in-house phase. And we were like, this is the perfect time to get away. And so we scheduled a vacation, which I do not call Disney a vacation. That is a lot of work, but we had a great time. The boys had a blast. Matt and I loved seeing their expressions and their excitement as they got to experience the magic of Disney. And the highlight, the highlight of our trip was two things, actually. It was the VIP day. We decided to splurge and do a VIP day. And if you've never done that before, it is one of the coolest experiences of life. And we're thrill ride people and we have older kids. And so we literally did all four parks in one day, all of the thrill rides. We checked off every single box. We got to ride the new Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Epcot. And that was probably the best roller coaster that we have ever rode in our entire lives. So super cool. If you get a chance to go to Disney, make sure you do whatever you can to get on that that ride. And then also the Star Wars, the Rise of the Resistance was pretty freaking amazing too. So anyways, we're back we're refreshed. It's been a holiday weekend here. So we are, we like hung out by the pool. It was actually sunny in Pennsylvania. And I started reading a book, a book that I've actually read before. And I decided that I was going to read it again. And the reason that I decided to read this specific book, which I'm going to tell you about is because two reasons. Number one, I run a leadership mastermind and I run this leadership mastermind for, you know, 30 plus women that are in direct sales that are top in their organizations or that are growing, wanting to grow by at least 50% team and income wise people that already have somewhat of an established foundation of success, right? And if you're listening to this right now and you are, if you kind of fit those, if you fit those categories, there's actually an open enrollment period going on right now. And I had so much amazing feedback that I decided to run two sessions, one in the morning, one in the afternoon. So I can basically accommodate times for people. Plus I can keep the group small and intimate and really give people a customized experience. So if you're thinking about investing in your business and you want to work with a mentor, somebody that has done the things you want to do, has walked in the shoes that you want to walk in. If you are ready to take your team and your business to the top 
I am your go-to girl. I have been the four-time top in industry for my direct sales company. I've been a part of the coach advisory board. I have helped to develop and shape a lot of the, the trainings that have become a part of our best practices in the direct sales company that I'm a part of. And I have been mentoring and leading my own team to reaching their goals and lots of other leaders out there in the direct sales space. So I am living proof. I, I walk the walk. I talk the talk. I have done everything that I teach you how to do. It has been wildly successful and also successful in my organization as well. So Leadership Mastermind is open until the spots fill up. We kick things off in July and it is six months long. Now, I sort of went off in a tangent, but here's what I want to talk about today. The reason I picked up this book, Leaders Eat Last, Simon Sinek. And again, if you have already read this book maybe years ago, I'm going to ask you to actually read it again. Pull it off the bookshelf. If you are a leader in your direct sales team, which means you're leading people, right? Even if it's just one person, two people, right? You've got a small organization or you're just getting ready to start the growth process. Leaders Eat Last is one of my favorite books. Also, Jeb Blount, People Follow You. That was the first leadership book that I read as I was starting to develop my organization. And I picked up Leaders Eat Last, and the reason I did was because, number one, I wanted to say, like, what's a good book recommendation for my leadership mastermind to read? And I'm really starting to think about what book I want them to read, and we're going to study together. But secondly, the subtitle really caught my attention on this book, and it said, Why Some Teams Pull Together and Others Don't. And that's really what really resonated with me because, you know, there's a lot of turmoil, sort of under the ground turmoil sort of happening right now in the direct sales space, right? You know, and I'm going to explain myself. We went from, you know, COVID and everybody was at home and those certain businesses, especially the health and wellness industry really started booming because people couldn't leave their houses. They still wanted to do fitness. They wanted to, they needed community. And so online health and wellness, especially Beachbody, it, it exploded during 2020 because we were at home. We needed, we needed that togetherness, that, that camaraderie. Also direct sales in general started to really take an upturn because people were at home. They had opportunity to be able to build maybe a, a direct sales business that they'd, they'd been dabbling in. And now they had more time to actually build it. A lot of people were laid off from their jobs or didn't have a job during that time. And so they were able to lean into the direct sales space. And so we saw a lot of growth happening in 2020 because we were a captive audience. And there was massive boom, massive growth. 2020 was some of the biggest years for people in direct sales. And maybe you're listening to this yourself and you're like, yeah, it was for me too. I had a lot of people that developed and grew, but then 2021 happened. And it was like the time of just sort of hanging on. It was burnout was really happening for people exhaustion, like this, you know, this pandemic is not over. And a lot of people did have to start going back to work. And so what happened is when they were not a captive audience anymore, and they weren't just at home, and they had to go back into the office, businesses started to slide, people really started to evaluate whether or not they wanted to do what they were doing. A lot of people 
even just said, I want to experience life. I don't want to be, you know, I'm going to take some time off from my business or I'm going to pull back a little bit. And so that didn't have an immediate effect on people, right? Because they were riding the wave, just like I talk about creating the compounding effect, creating that momentum in your business, right? We can ride that wave, but all of a sudden we rode that wave until we couldn't ride it anymore. And hello, end of 2021, beginning of 2022, where it was like an all-time low. And so here we are are in 2022. And a lot of leaders are going, where did the past two years go? Right. What has happened? A lot of people are sitting here going, I need to either rebuild or I need to totally go a different direction. You have a lot of people that are starting to say like, I don't know if this business is right for me. And then you have like this little, I like to say like the little birdie on your shoulder, the chirping that people out there that are putting in these seeds of doubt, right? There's these other people out there that sort of prey on the week. And they're like, oh, you know, I could never build a team with this company, but over here I've already ranked advanced three times and I've already made X amount of commissions and I've already recruited X amount of people. And you have these people that are starting to chirp about how they made the shift, how they made the jump, how they decided to go somewhere else and the opportunities better. And I always, I've been through this season, you guys, so many times, at least twice in my 11 years that I've been in direct sales, have I watched this season happen now, never with a pandemic in there, but I've watched this, you know, as companies go through these shifts and changes, all of a sudden a new one comes up or one sort of resurges and starts to prey on the week of other companies, right? Or low points or challenges. And they start to use very specific wording that's very enticing to somebody that hasn't developed leadership skills. Because in a direct sales business, the beauty of network marketing is that when you are building a team, you are building residual income. You are making money while you sleep. And when you have other people on your team that are behind you and it's this moving force of energy and people that care about a shared mission, you start to see income really being generated. And there is this specific skill set. There is a skill set to on one side that it's like, all I need to be able to do is sell a product. If I can sell a product, if I can get customers in, you can make Make an income, right? And then you have the second part of it. It's when you build a team. And the building the team part is really where you have other people that are working alongside of you. And it is if you are really good at, you know, bringing in customers, it takes a different skill set to do what you're doing, but to teach other people to do it. And there becomes this shift. And where I see people getting stuck is that they can't make the shift from selling product really, really well to teaching people and communicating a shared vision. They can do it all themselves, but they can't duplicate it. And the reason that that sometimes happens is sometimes leaders won't slow down enough to actually become proficient at the skill. Leaders sometimes don't actually stop and think about the people in their organization and think about how do I actually motivate them? What are they motivated by? Am I communicating my vision in such a way that other people feel like they're a part of it? And am I teaching people in a very simplistic and duplicatable way how to achieve their goals? And that's a skill set. Now, 
I didn't have that skill set as I was stepping into my leadership role. But what I did, like any CEO or anybody that has a CEO mindset, is I recognized my deficits and then I worked on them. And so I knew that I was rock solid, right, in customer service. And I knew that in order for me to grow from where I was to where I wanted to go, I had to add my add to my skill set. I needed to become better at mentoring other people. And the first realization that other people were not always motivated the same way that I was is inside of a customer group that I was running. And in side of that customer group, right? I tend to be a very intense human being. I'm an Enneagram three. I love a good challenge. You put a deadline in front of me. I'm going to, you know, work hard to get there. And so, you know, Enneagram three, I just, no matter what, I was going to do whatever it took to reach the goal, which I, and I can be very like all in, right? And a lot of people that were customers of mine had started to say, Melanie, I just can't be as disciplined as you are. I just can't be as, I'm just, you're, you're intense. And I love, and I respect the intensity that you bring, but I just, I don't think that it's my style. And so I remember taking this step back. And at that time, perfect timing, our organization was really talking about personality styles and a book called Personality Plus by Florence Litauer was recommended to me. And I can remember getting out that book in a highlighter and sitting down on the back porch while the boys were playing in their little water table. And I was reading this book and each personality style, I started to make a list of my team members and my customers who fell under each of those personality styles. And what I started to recognize was that I, you know, had a group of people that they were motivated by being you know, having fun. And if something wasn't fun, they weren't going to do it. So when I was like all or nothing in the business and the fun no longer was there and it was just like hustle and grind, they were checking out because I, I wasn't making it fun. And so I started to go, okay, well, for those people, what can I do a little bit differently? Can I do an incentive for them? Can I do some swag with them? Can we do some shout outs with them? Can we have a dance party with those people, right? And so I started to think about how can I incorporate that into how I mentor and how I reward people. Then I had my people that didn't like conflict at all, right? They were the people that are like, I am not motivated. If you call me out, I'm going to like, I'm going to melt. I'm going to fade into the darkness. You're never going to hear from me again. If I message them and say, why aren't you at your goals for the month? They're going to be really upset. And so I was like, okay, well, what can I do differently with those specific people? And then you go to your your blues, right? Your people that are emotional and they're very analytic and they need to know why they're doing what you want them to do. And I started to say, okay, am I explaining myself enough? Or am I just saying we're running towards this goal and we're doing this, we're eating this way, or we're working towards this business benchmark, but I wasn't telling them why. I wasn't telling them the sequential steps and how it was going to benefit them in the end. And if I didn't explain that, then those people weren't going to get on board. All right. Then you have your people that are just like me. They like, they like a goal. They like a deadline. They like the crunch time, right? They're all in, they're super motivated by that. And that was easy because that was me. And I could just motivate them the same way that I was. And so as I started to look at these personality styles, I started to see how, you know, unconsciously 
I was really pushing these people away that had great skill sets, that had great, you know, personality traits that could make our team cohesion work really, really well. And so I started to take this very holistic approach to the way that I was mentoring and growing my team. And right now in this season, in, you know, it's almost when this airs, it'll be May 31st. The next day will be June 1st, right? And as we go into June in 2022, we really need to be thinking about the whole approach to our team. Sometimes it's not that people don't want to work the business or what's wrong with them. Why aren't they, why aren't they motivated to move forward? But maybe we're just not speaking their language. Maybe we're not right. They're not feeling heard. They're not feeling seen. They're not feeling like they're a part of something bigger. So how do we as leaders make sure that our teams don't fall apart? How do we make sure that we're growing and thriving? And really step number one needs to be that we understand what motivates our people and that our people know that we see them. Our people know that they're a part of something bigger. They're a part of this bigger mission. And so step number one is, do you know, you know, your team's personality styles? You can go on and pull the Enneagram or even personality plus or the color code. And you can have your entire team, your working members of your team and customers take a personality style test. Then from there, you can really categorize your people based on their motivational or learning style. And you can begin to say, and then also I should, I should preface by saying in there too, you ask people, okay, you know, what are your goals? What are your short-term goals in the next 30, 90, you know, six months? What are your business goals and what are your personal goals? Right. And then from there, you can really start to say, all right, how am I going to motivate the organization towards their goals, which will ultimately get me to mine? And so this is really where I take a step back and I start to say, number one, I need to be clear on where I'm going. Okay. So if I know that I want to end the year at a higher rank, I want to end the year in, you know, the top 0.01% of the company, right? If I want to go in that direction, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write out or jot down some notes. And I'm going to say, why does that matter to me? All right. That's step number one. Why does that matter to me? Right. So, and why does it matter to my team that we reach that goal? And so I start by writing out and I'm like, okay, why does it matter to me? It matters to me because being the top 0.01% of the company means that I've earned, you know, one of the quarterly bonuses. It means that I have five leaders in my organization. It means that my income is growing. It means that I'm duplicating myself, right? It means more opportunities for our family to live a little more comfortably, to pay off some student loan debt. Right. It means that my hard work is paying off. Great. I know what it means to me. Right. Oh, also, it might be like it's not just me standing on that stage. Right. It is like I have a team of people. It is a we thing. I don't want to do it alone. I don't want to grow an organization by myself. Then I go to them. What does it mean for my my organization. And so I start to look at 
Sarah and Stephanie and Jamie. And I start to say, wow, if we achieve this goal by the end of the year, you know, Sarah will be, you know, she'll be one step closer to being able to, you know, put her kids in that private school that she wants to pay for. And Lisa, I know that Lisa really, really wants to go on an anniversary trip with her husband for their 10 year anniversary. And this, by her achieving this goal, it's going to help her save the money she needs to take that anniversary trip, you know, and then this person, when they hit this goal, it's going to be able to help her pay down some of her student loan debt. And so I write down like how it's going to benefit my team. They're going to be growing income. They're going to be growing confidence. They're going to have more flexibility. And it won't just be me having opportunities, but they will too. And then the third key thing is like, how are we going to do it? So what's, what's it going to look like? I can share my vision. I can share how it's going to motivate my people, but like, what's it going to look like? What am I going to do? Cause right. If I don't, if I'm go in there and I speak vision, I tell people, this is what we're going to do. Everybody's fired up, but then I don't have action. It goes nowhere. People lose that, that momentum. And maybe you've, maybe you've seen this happen where you go in and you share a vision and you get all excited, but then it doesn't go anywhere because you didn't share any like next steps. And so now I need to have a game plan and I need to say, all right, this is how we're going to do it. Right. And maybe it's a mentorship opportunity or it's group coaching that you're going to do with them or one-on-ones that you're going to do. Right. So what is it going to be? Is there going to be an incentive? Is there going to be swag? Is there going to be recognition as you guys reach this goal? Is there going to be a party? Is there going to be a getaway or a trip? Right. Is there going to be handwritten notes? Like what is it going to look like? How are you going to reward? How is this going to be a we thing? How are we going to communicate that? And you now as the leader need to follow through. And I find that when people start to like, once a goal, once we start working on a goal and other people in the organization aren't excited, we as leaders start to pull back and we can't. That's the thing about vision and making your vision become your reality is that no matter how many roadblocks that you are facing, you can't stop speaking the vision. Every single team call, every single one-on-one, every single leadership call, every single live that you do in your team page, you are talking about the goal that you are going to and who is getting on the train with you. People need to feel that energy. And when there's a low moment, Like I know that some people are having these low moments in the business right now. This is where they need you, the leader now more than ever. If you are checking out, if you are letting, are having analysis paralysis, if you're starting to waver in where you want to go and the vision you have for the business, you can't expect your people to show up and, and walk through the tough season either. And for me right in 2017 and here in 2022, now more than ever, your people are looking at you. And they're looking for comfort. They're looking for reassurance. Are you giving that to them? Are you going into your organization's pages, team pages, and saying, guys, it is on fire. We're about ready to go into the summer months. And I know our schedules are about to change, but here's what we're going to do. Here's how we're going to attack the summer. Here's how we're still going to be responsible for achieving our goals. And here's what's coming. And I'm so excited about the future of this company because of X, Y, and Z. And you should be excited too, because you know what? As the company relaunches new products, uh, that gives us more opportunity, right? As we get better at our media, as we get better at our conversations, yes, we're going to close more sales. And I want you there with me. 
when you speak that belief and you rally the people behind you, people feel that energy. But when you disappear, when you stop showing up, right? That's when people go into what I like to say, the witness protection program, no matter how big your organization is or how many lives you do in a team page and nobody responds. You might not have to go live every day, but you should once a week, you should rally people. You should be excited because eventually people are going to get on board. And, you know, for me, right. And the, one of the biggest things, and one of the things that I've been reading in leaders eat last is, you know, when we start to empower people, when we start to empower people and they really feel like they are a part of a mission and they are, they matter, they're seen, they're heard, they're not micromanaged. People are going to rise up. They're going to rise up. They're going to take leadership roles. They're going to take initiative. They're going to take ownership. But we, as the leaders, have to constantly be empowering people, speaking belief and speaking vision, because people will go to the ends of the earth for somebody that they know cares about them and somebody that they know is going somewhere. And so when I think about my own leadership over the past 11 years, it truly was that not only was I speaking vision and belief all the time into my organization, they knew we were going somewhere and they actually watched the process happen, but they watched me at low points continue to show up. They watched me be consistent with team calls. They watched me be consistent on my own social. They watched me be consistent in them and following up and showing up. And when it got hard, I talked about the hard. I talked about navigating the hard and it helped them and inspired them. And it also built belief and trust that they were not in it alone. And that, my friends, that is what I want for you too. I want you to build a thriving organization, but I know in this season, now more than ever, you as a leader have to step up and you have to lead from the front. They need to see your face. They need to hear your vision often. They need to see you take action. They need you to show up in their inbox or text messages. They need that belief. And if you aren't doing that, if you're not leading your people, then we have a problem because eventually they're going to go, right? And you know what? We can't prevent everybody from going, right? There definitely is a time where, you know, people just, they, they, they aren't maximizing. They're not, they're not taking a leadership role. They're not learning. They're not growing. They're not resilient at figuring out how to grow a team. And that's okay too. But at the end of the day, it's up to us to pull the team together. It's up to us to make sure that we're communicating the vision and the direction of where we're going, that we create a safe space for other people to come in and talk about challenges and brainstorm, you know, ways that we're going to move forward. And so I want to give you a gut check today. You know, how are you doing in that direction? How are you doing in the belief and vision, right? How well are you motivating your team based on their personality styles and their learning styles, right? What does that look like for you right now? And, you know, even as a new organization, what does that look like? All right, you guys, I, this one is short. This is sweet. And I wanted to make sure that I got this out here. It actually wasn't even what I was going to talk about today, but I just feel like right now where we're at as a society now, more than ever, people need to feel safe. They need to be led. 
It needs to be clear. It needs to be matched by effort from the leader. There needs to be an authenticity and trust. And I truly believe that that's the only way we will get through this season and come out on the other side, stronger, better, faster, and more success. All right, you guys, if you love today's episode, do me a favor and tag me at Melanie Mitro on Instagram. Tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. And if you want inspiration just like this all the time or over the next six months as a leader in direct sales, make sure you check out the show notes to snag the link for the leadership mastermind. All right, you guys, until next week, I will see you later.